Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash randomtpodcasts. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Random Tea Random Miniseries Podcast. I'm Quinny. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about Houdini and Doyle, episode, Season 1, Episode 6, The Monsters of Nethermore. Yay! I know, I really like this one. I thought it was good. It was fun. It was not... Our normal Houdini and Doyle story. Yeah. Um, was a little more out there. They brought in aliens. Yeah, they did. The concept of aliens, but they mixed it up a little bit. Yeah. And kind of wrapped it up into a, like a race issue. Yeah, yeah. Which was interesting, I think, maybe. I think it. I think it's, it's kind of cool that they addressed it because, you know, we did have that kind of material just ready to be mined because of Houdini. Yes. And his background. Absolutely. So, so it was there. Yeah. And uh and we've talked about in previous episodes um the way they did colorblind casting. Mm-hmm. And in this one they didn't ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh which at first I was a little concerned when they first brought it up. Yeah, I was too. I was like, wait a minute. But it was for, I guess, for a good cause. <laughs> but then they didn't, I mean, they didn't ignore it. Yeah, yeah. So um, they kind of made it about that. And I thought it was interesting. But they expanded it to more than just one person. It became almost central to the entire episode to a, to a point. Yeah, it really did. So, I don't know. I thought, I also thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so you ready for writer, director, me. writer, director. Okay. The director is, uh, Edward Bezeljet, who is the same as the last episode. Okay. We had, uh, the curse of Korja. Okay. Uh, the writer is Nazrin Klohori. Okay. It's the only episode, uh, in his list, but he is listed as a producer for all 10 episodes. Okay. Um, Nazrin also wrote for an episode of Wayward Pines and is also a producer for Wayward Pines. Oh, okay. That's so, a that's a Fox show, right? I don't yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You can't. They're immortal. They're immortal. Um, so that's again, we're still in the family here. Yeah. As yeah. it were. So uh we start out with uh there's a couple laying in a field. Being all stargazy and romantical. Being all stargate, yeah, and um, and they seem to be like talking about the like a future, yeah. I mean, because she's obviously she's pregnant, yeah, and uh, he's got the darker skin, she's got the paler skin with red hair, and uh, she has a wedding ring on, so they're married, yeah. Uh, but it's talking about forgetting about all their past problems and starting over, and doesn't he want to leave? He wants to leave town, and she's yeah. like, no, this, this is, is my, my home. home, yeah, and um, and he's drunk he's he's actually even drinking from a flask at the time good job buddy and uh so there's a shooting star how romantic except it's it's not not. and it crashes yeah and there's uh he tells her to stay here and he runs off to go investigate and in any show have you ever seen anybody who is told to stay here actually stay there no no so of course she follows him and they go, and there's these bright lights, and then there's these weird-looking people, and it's all very fast and mm-hmm. You don't get to flashy. see a whole lot. Yeah, it's great fun. And uh, Rosie falls. Mm-hmm. And the first, now my first watch through, I thought they knocked her, you know, of course you're thinking it's very antagonistic. Yeah. 
and he's screaming for her and there's it's there's a lot of yelling is what it is and lights mm-hmm. flashing and then it's over yep and it's the next morning and a farmer is walking his dog his dog lassie yeah lassie yes yeah the dog's name is lassie and i was like timmy's stuck in a well <laughs> and they come across um the guy in the in the in the in a field and uh he's in his undies apparently it looked like a onesie to me <laughs> it's kind of cute and adorable actually like long underwear kind of deal yeah so the farmer wakes him up and he's like where's where's rosie where's rosie starts screaming for rosie <laughs> Rosie, yeah and we get title scene okay and so they're in the train <laughs> which is great and adorable and it's uh houdini and doyle and they're sitting there talking about uh Stratton. And it looks just like the Sydney Paget illustration. Yes, it does. It very much does. I mean, it, even when Doyle is holding up the newspaper. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> great. So they're traveling, they're talking. Uh, Houdini's done some investigating. Oh my God. Because he can't fucking cannot, let anything go. No, he can't leave well enough alone. Well, he's all about investigating frauds. So. Plus, he's also a nosy bitch. So he's been looking into Penelope Graves. Oh. Um. Yeah, yep. Penelope Graves, yeah. who is apparently Stratton's real name. And uh, Arthur, uh, Doyle's like, okay, but I'm trying to respect her privacy. He's trying. And he really Houdini's is. he's just dragging him into this. Right. And um, he just doesn't want to be involved in it. But no. he, keeps, he keeps talking about it, keeps talking about it. And uh, he's like, well, if she doesn't trust us, why should we trust her? whatever he's so a, he's trying to make everything about him he really is so they're taking a six he points out they're taking a six hour train journey to prove martians were sighted in in nethermore that sounds legit and uh but uh but he but then houdini's like but her husband was a successful business businessman who died two years after they were born after they were born <laughs> after they were born sure sure married and now she's working as a cop. And he just, it's just really weird. He just cannot the, he let it go. He thinks the whole thing is hinky. He thinks there's some kind of scandal. Yeah. But Stratton comes back in. She's looking for the key to her satchel. For which uh, Houdini, obviously, is going to uh, pick the lock. Of course he is. And uh, But there's no secrets between friends, right? He's right? like about as subtle as a brick to the face. I mean, he really is. that boy, I swear, he is just like, he's nosy, he's obtrusive, and he's he ain't even subtle about it. I mean, she can see right through him. Oh, absolutely. And he uses he, he uses a penny. Penny? Because her Penelope. Yeah. I was like, really? Subtlety is not no. in his vocabulary. And Doyle, like, his eyes are, like, revolving around in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. They rolled back so far. Yeah. So, they get to Nethermore, and there's a Constable Booth. Yep. And he's talking to the that poor Booth, that poor guy. Overwhelmed is the right this word for him. This poor guy has no clue what's going on. But he's talking to these locals, and he's trying to keep them calm. And their leader, uh, one Mr. Jim Gordon. It's Gorton. I don't care. Jim Gordon's a bitch. Jim Gordon is a little bitch. So, that <laughs> was, we're like, like... This is like Jim's ancestor. <laughs> It was. It was. It was pitiful. So yeah. I was like, as usual, Jim Gordon continues to be horrible. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Jim is the uncle to our missing uh, Rosie. Right. And he thinks Daniel killed her. Right. And so our little trio shows up and they introduce themselves. 
And uh, this poor Constable Booth <laughs> tells Jim uh, that these people have come in from London to help him find Rosie. And Stratton assures him that we'll find, you know, we'll help find your niece. It's going to be, it'll be fine. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. I brought a magician and a writer with me. I know. It'll, it'll be, be great. great. <laughs> it, it will. Um, oh, Dee, do the quarter behind the ear trick. <laughs> but Jim's not too, uh, too trusting of the outsiders. No. So, no. Uh, uh, so the constable, you know, tells, tells him not to make things worse. And uh, Houdini offers to buy him a drink. Calm him down. You know, yeah. Make nice to the locals. That's what we it's need fine. to add to this alcohol. Yeah. But he refuses to take a hand out and tosses the, uh, toss, gives him the money back. He's and he a tells about uh, it. Yeah. And he tells Booth to decide whose side he's on. Ugh. The village or a black man like Daniel. That's dun, when I was dun, like, dun. yeah. That's when I was like, oh, okay. Because like, right. I, I think I was texting you and I was like, I don't like it that the husband is black and he happens to be the suspect. And then they flat out, you know, said that this is an issue. Yes. But they did address it. Yeah. So anyway, so the mob disperses. And uh, and our constable Booth, he admits that uh, he's surprised that Maring sent the three of them to help. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we didn't see Maring at all this episode, did we? Mm-mm. I think Maren just wanted him, wanted them out of his hair. <laughs> he probably, what little is left of his hair, he wanted them out of it. Um, but uh, our, our constable Booth admits that Daniel's tail is, is a little, it's out there. It's a little far-fetched. But, uh, so we're keeping him locked up, because it's a little weird. And, he, and even he said it's more for his safety than anything. Yes, he does. And I thought that was awfully he, nice of him. Because he was like, if I let him go, like, they're going to kill him. Oh, Sure. Uh, so they talk to they go and they talk and talk to Daniel, who describes the aliens, yeah, as these spindly creatures with large black eyes. And all I can think of is from um, you know, do you remember you saw Paul? Yes, yes. The uh, the non Cornetto trilogy movie yes. with uh, with uh, Simon, Simon Pegg. Oh my God, I couldn't Simon remember his name. Nick. Yeah, I couldn't remember Simon Pegg's name. I drew a complete blank. It was crazy. Yes. So yeah think it was paul it's great great fun <laughs> so uh doyle examines his hand his hands he's he's a doctor you know um but dan of course he's like well you don't believe me I'm like well you know i don't know well, nobody else saw sounds fake but okay other people saw these lights but nobody saw a spaceship nobody so, saw what you saw and this whole time i'm like aliens yeah I just don't even yeah and he shows the cuts on his stomach when we try to fight him off um, and he admits that there are holes in his memories. Mm-hmm. He can't remember everything. But he begs them to help find Rosie before the baby comes. Well, the first time I watched this, I didn't really notice that she was pregnant, I guess. I didn't really notice how pregnant she was. Yeah, so. And I didn't make, I didn't notice uh, that they, that they were, you know, very intent on finding her before the baby comes. So I guess mm-hmm. I didn't realize she was that, and you know, that far along. And then at the end, I was like, well, there's a baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a baby. Okay. Yeah. So our trio regroup outside, and Doyle is like, eh, he's lying. He's an alcoholic. I don't believe him. And um, But Harry's, like, taking the ups- other side Immediately of this. Immediately, he's like, I believe him. He's so ornery. He's He wants to be contrary. Well, he does want to be contrary, because, of course, that's, that's... That's just who he that's is. That's how he rolls. But also, he immediately found the underdog that yes. nobody believed that everybody disliked for being different and mm-hmm. he immediately was like that is my child <laughs> and mine. i believe him he is mine he is my squishy <laughs> and i shall call him squishy call him squishy <laughs> so uh 
So, uh, but uh, you know, Stratton and Doyle are both a little surprised that he believes him. Yeah. And uh, but Houdini's like insisting that there is scientific evidence there's life on Mars, and I'm still like the alien angle. I'm like, baby, no, there's not. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing, though. And, and that's why it kind of surprised me that Houdini went so whole hog, because they could prove that it wasn't him mm-hmm. without going the full, it's aliens route. Like, it's not, yes. you know, either he's guilty or it's, it's or he's innocent and there's aliens. Like, there's, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's I like, calm that. your tits, Houdini. <laughs> But they all do agree that do, they do need to find yes. this rosy person. Houdini yes. has an idea. He's going to he hypnotize Daniel. <laughs> Helped him to recall. He, and he even goes so far as to say, nobody lies when they're under hypnosis. And I'm just like, whatever. I have issues with the entire concept of hypnosis anyway. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I'm a believer or not a believer. I've never actually experienced it, blah, blah, blah. But it always just, it's such a trope. Yeah. In television. Yeah, it it's is. It's such an easy go-to. Um, I feel all- like if it was that effective, like, spy agencies would be using it. I know, right? Like, if it really was that reliable, like, you wouldn't have to interrogate people. You could just hypnotize them. I mean, why would you need Black Widow? Exactly. So, there you go. But Arthur does, or, or Doyle does uh, counter with, you know, but what if he's convinced himself? Right. What if he really believes it? So... Um, and he, he brings up, uh, Daniel recalls the smell of some flowers. He calls them lords and ladies. Mm-hmm. And a medallion that was around where they're next. And he's, oh, can you draw it for me? Well, it's hilarious because they give him a pencil and a uh, piece of paper and he draws this really cr- terrible circle. <laughs> but then the next time you see the drawing, it's, it's like this it's much cleaner. gorgeous artist rendering yeah. <laughs> of the medallion. I'm like, wow, that was... That I'm was like, did you that do that great. in crayon? He must have. So uh, they go to this local town. Okay, and if we can talk about this medallion, my first thought when I saw this was um, the Wheel of the Year, which is a pagan symbol that uh, pagans, you know, back in the back in the old days. Uh, And there's it's also it's in the Celtic region too, which is kind of where we are. Yeah. Uh, And it's what it literally is is it's a wheel, and it had eight spokes on the one that they drew. Yes. And what it is... Because I was it, like, what is that, a compass? <laughs> it, it marks the uh, the seasons and the cross seasons. Mm-hmm. It's basically the equinoxes and um, solstices yeah. that we mark on our calendars even so today. Cool. <clears throat> which is what the pagan holidays are based off of. I mean, Yule is the winter solstice. Yeah. Um, and then... Samhain Samhain is, is uh, you know, it's the fall equinox. And they're all different. Samhain being Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Beltane and um, Embolic. And they're all different. Mm-hmm. It's, literally, it's the equinoxes and the solstices. It's the four. Yeah, you, you sent four me... The four You sent yeah. me some with, them, with it labeled. I was like, that is yeah, the coolest thing got, ever. Goes, yeah. And it's literally the yeah. wheel of the year. And it's a symbol to represent that. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. And yeah. they never explained it yeah ever there's always something but that's the thing though like the always the unexplained thing is usually like wait a minute it might be supernatural it might have been a ghost or it might have been the real spring hill jack mm-hmm. that was just an unexplained thing like we explained those people yeah so but like that to me just wasn't felt enough like, yeah and that just to me felt like sloppy writing instead of just like we left this open just to fuck with you. Uh, it, it didn't feel yeah. like an on purpose. It felt like a we found a, a weird symbol online, and so we used it, and 
with no regard it's, for actually explaining it. Well, it's not even really a weird symbol. If you think about it, it, it looks, looks like, like a, a compass. Well, it looks like a compass, but it also looks like the wheel of a uh, a cart. Yeah. A carriage. Yeah. With all the spokes uh, and everything. Yeah. So. And I was like, I just, that, I don't know, that bothered me. And not in the normal way it bothers me when it's like, oh, was <laughs> was there a real Spring Hill Jack? You know. Yeah. Which bothers me too, but for a different reason. So they go back to the local tavern, which is called the White Heart. And the locals are glaring at her little trio. They're a little too uh, city, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so, uh, so I was uh, waiting for him to talk about salsa and be like, New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about so what she did with the tea. Yeah. So Doyle notices uh, this, no, the search parties didn't find any crater. Yeah. And there have been reports of missing sheep. Ah. They never did explain what happened to those sheep. So, but he insists that uh, Daniel created these aliens in mm-hmm. a drunk. Says so he still thinks it's a drunk delusion. Yeah, and uh, he's Houdini convinced. accuses him of saying that just because he's he's a black guy. Uh, but the bartender overhears them, and he's like, "No, nope, no, he's he's a drinker, all right." Yeah, and uh, that he tended to get a little loud and rowdy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh stratton kind of chokes on her tea she laughs at something she she chokes on her tea a bit and realizes it's not tea it's no. uh shloop which is made from the roots of orchids and she finally makes the connection that that's lord lords, lords and, ladies. and ladies yeah so they decide they're gonna go looking for some orchids i'm like oh yeah. that's sweet get that nice man some flowers yeah <laughs> so our little trio goes tromping out into the woods tromp tromping Tromping, yeah, tromping, tromping, out tromping. into the woods, and uh, you've got Houdini and Stratton are walking in front of Doyle, and he's asking some little questions. Mm-hmm. Not in black. It compliments her on her, you know, you look good in that color. Cause she's not in her officer's uniform. Yeah. And uh, so she talks about how her husband died two years ago, mm-hmm. and that he died of a heart attack. And, uh, but she goes on ahead because Houdini stops to tie his shoe. No, no, he's got to go back and gossip with the boyfriend. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but he talks about his, uh, he revisits his ability to cold read someone, which has been pre-established. Yeah, yeah. And knows that she lied when she said that. And Doyle's like, come on, how do you know? And well, she, get- uh, the way she was breathing, she hesitated or yeah. something. Um, but he figures it's a scandal. It's either criminal or sexual. Because that's just the way Houdini rolls. Exactly. Yeah. And um, but they mentioned something about that she wouldn't exchange lie about a mundane death with another with mundane. a lie about of a mundane death. Yeah. So it had to have been something Rather, bigger than that. Yeah. So hmm, what's going on? Yeah. So they find the flowers, and then they find the crater. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. And it's Houdini's a, like, bam, in your face. I told you so. And Doyle's like, bam, it's a meteorite. Mm. Oh, whatever. It's not <laughs> a spaceship. It's just a little meteorite. And boy, that was a very small crater for such a large meteorite. I just want to say. Yeah. That was not. I don't know what that was. Usually the craters are much larger than mm. the actual. Yeah. Something. You know, rock. Because yeah. that rock was about a foot. Yeah. I'd say footish. In diameter, when the crater was not yeah. six feet wide, that's in di- and yeah, I don't know. Ah, whatever. I'm not. A scient- I'm not a scientist. But they find uh, the medallion. Yes. Nearby, so there's that. Uh, and they confirm it matches the drawing. So they go back to the 
tavern place. Well, no, they go back to the cell and they show Daniel the medallion, and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's it. That's totally Even though it." I just draw you a drew you a perfect artist's <laughs> rendering of it. Um, but Doyle points out that it's made of lead, and but Stratton's like, "Well, if there's could be water in other places, couldn't there be lead other places?" Hmm? She always just bounces back and forth. Yeah, and she's loving just watching the two of them have at it. It's, it's great. So, um, but Daniel just, he just wants to find Rosie. Yeah. And, but Constable Booth is like, I can't let you go. So they go back out into the police station. I don't, area. Out Something, there. yeah. And um, Booth, um, Booth confirms that Daniel does have a bit of a temper that he's, he's had to deal with him on a few, few occasions. Yeah. And uh, so Houdini accuses Doyle of believing that Daniel is guilty because he's black. And Arthur uh, Doyle says, well, you don't because because he is for the same reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when a wife is missing, the husband is usually the first suspect. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. He is. So the uh, constable booth says it's too late to get a search party together. And Stratton agrees. They should wait till daybreak. They don't want to miss anything. Right. Was it she says that if. Doyle is right. She's already dead. They're looking for a body. Right. But if Houdini is right, she's millions of miles away. Right. So it shouldn't matter if they wait until daybreak. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But there was a... Uh, Houdini's going through all these other reports for some reason. Because <laughs> he's Whatever. Houdini and he's nosy as fuck. He really is. He has to know everything. And there's reports. Uh, Martha Stiles, she's a villager, reported seeing some strange creatures this the next morning. Yeah. After Rosie had disappeared. And uh, Booth is like, well, you know, there's a reason we call her Mad Martha. And I'm like, I already love her. I and love her stop so talking bad about her. Much. I want three. Yeah. So, so we go to Martha's house. Yay! And she's all she cares about is Houdini. She, yep. Nothing, Stratton and Doyle may not have been there because they keep trying to ask her questions. And she's like, anyway, so about this. So, and where are you from, sweetie? Mm-hmm. And I want to. I want Houdini to take her home. Yes, and to his mother. <gasps> yes, and they can be BFFs. Absolutely, I think yes. that would be great. Um, but when she realizes that Houdini is Jewish originally, mm-hmm. they have this sweet little conversation. And he, br- she brings him um, Knedel, Kned, Kned, Knedley. Kned, Kned, it's one of those Knedley. Yeah, um, Knedel or. I don't know. Which is a plum dumpling. Yes. Because I had to go look it up. It and looks it can be so either sweet or good. savory. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. And he just melts at the, the side of it. And it's tasty, tasty. So they talk. Uh, she she refers to these little creatures that she's seen as kobolds. Mm-hmm. I always pronounced it kobolds. I did too. But she was, they she's were, pronouncing it kobolds. I'm trying to think of what. I want to say they pop up in um, Elder Scrolls. I want to say they do too. They pop up in all kinds of yeah. different. Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're a standard games. RPG. Yeah, villain. They're like little. They're like little level creature. one. Like yeah, they're not quite goblin level, yeah. but yeah. yeah. They remind me of. Uh, well, did you ever see Dead Like Me? No. Well, then that's pointless. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Uh, <laughs> it was this television. It lasted like two seasons, and there was yeah. A they movie. were reapers, right? They were reapers. Well, yeah. um, they were these little creatures that would run around that would cause accidents to happen. They were uh, called these little. They were called gravelings. Okay, they're what I think of. Okay, um, when okay. people talk about kobolds, but yeah, they're usually they're always level one. Yeah. Uh, so, 
she talks about them and they're she though they're 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 sweet little sprites or whatever so i was like okay that's not the kobolds i know yeah but but okay martha but i went and looked them up um there it's a sprite stemming from germanic mythology which has survived into uh modern day times oh okay uh, a kobold can materialize in the form of an animal, fire, a human being, and a candle. The most common depictions show them as human-like figures the size of small children. Yeah. Okay, so apparently they're like house spirits or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, okay. Sometimes perform domestic chores and play malicious tricks if insulted or neglected. And I'm like... I mean, you can do my housework if you want. I'm like, I'd be fine with that. never run into these things in my games, but whatever. So, But she has like a box and she has been keeping a log... Because they'll steal clothes, they'll steal food, but they always leave her little gifts, which I think Aww. is really sweet. Yeah. She um, seems more amused by them than anything. Well, her mom, like her grandmother or somebody told, told her them that they were good, good luck. luck. Yeah. I saw one, so that's sweet. Yeah. So they go back to the White Heart, and Houdini suggests that the, that's these aliens or whatever yeah. or what she saw and but he also compares them to like angels and people have different names for it and he's got a really good point there. he's got the what doyle is usually bringing up yeah, they really are on opposite sides here yeah which is just cool um so the innkeep comes over and they hands them two keys yeah and they're like no we need three rooms they're like no i got two and walks off and it's oh just my god. oh my god and you know, Stratton ain't sharing with one of the boys. Hell no, she ain't. Because she's like, yoink. And, and she you know takes Houdini's going to try. Of course. Eh, whatever. So, um, but uh, old old Jim comes over and accuses them of trying to protect the darkie. That is a direct quote. Yeah. That's what he refers to them as. And I'm just like squiggly about I it. I was like, let's maybe not do that. Yeah, let's not. And uh, so Houdini tries to tell him to leave. And uh, so they're going to fight. Houdini takes off right his jacket. On. He's in a little, his cute little waistcoat. They have oh the greatest gosh. suits. They really I do. know. And he's such a dandy. And he gets all ready to tense up. Tells him to hit him in the gut. And he gets all tensed up for it. And it's a callback to, it's a trick that Houdini used to do. And it's what killed him. Yep. Eventually. Because somebody got him off guard before he could like prep. Tense his muscles properly. Because yeah. he, he always said that he could take any punch to the gut. Mm-hmm. And just keep going. Yep. So, and I thought that's, of course, you th- that's what you expect's going to happen. Yeah. But no. He punches Jim him in the face. Punches him in the face, and the fight ensues, and Houdini takes him down. A lot. And they have to pull him <laughs> off of him. Yeah, they do. And it's pretty bad. So. Yeah. So we go to uh, uh, Doyle and Houdini's the best room. scene ever. And Houdini's doing push ups, and Doyle's trying to read through Martha's diary entries. Houdini's trying to get swole. And uh, so Doyle suggests that uh, Houdini is projecting uh, some of the prejudices that he experienced with his family. Onto these people. Onto these locals, yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure they were using slurs against this guy. So that's not, you know. Pretty sure. And Doyle's like, I understand how you feel because we had a black maid when I was growing up. And I stole a watch and she got fired and... And, and I, the whole time I'm like, oh, no, 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 And the, no. Ho- the whole time I'm like, please don't let this be about him. And then I loved it when Houdini looks at him and he's like, that's not the same at all. No. I was like, okay, good. They're calling him oh, on, yeah. his, on his bullshit. <laughs> I was very, very much. Uh, he was like, no, Doyle. No, that's that's not what that yeah. is. So um, so Houdini changes the, 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 the subject. Yeah. 
And they go start going through what he pulled out of Stratton's uh, bag there, which is just wrong. Uh, pulls out a photo of Benjamin Graves. And uh, Nigel Pennington's in the photo with a bunch of other people. And yep. Houdini figures they were having an affair. <laughs> and that Nigel <laughs> killed Benjamin to get him out of the way. I love that that's the first theory is gay love affair. Yeah. Well, not got there yet. But in the, the photo um, of George Ives and Doyle recognizes the man as the founding uh, member of the Order of mm-hmm. which is a group for people that Oscar Wilde was invited to. Wink, wink. Nudge, which Doyle nudge. was friends with Oscar Wilde. Yes, he was. Um, so Houdini suggests that Nigel and Benjamin were having an affair. He's okay, one, he like, wants a freaking affair. It was There's like Houdini, an affair. Okay, it was the second theory. It was like het he love wants, affair, then it was like gay love. He doesn't care as long as there's an affair going on yeah. somewhere. So, um, so Denny goes to get in the bed and tells <laughs> Doyle to move over. And that's when you realize there's only one bed in the And room. it's a small bed, which I will say that's historically accurate. It is a widow bed. It's a wee widow bed. And I was like, this is the best episode ever. And so Doyle's trying to light his pipe. And uh, Michael Weston is tweeting about at this point about how <laughs> Doyle never gets to light his pipe and it's just so hilarious. Yeah. And it really is. Yeah. So he tells him, Danny's like, you take that outside. It's like, and I'm like, uh oh, this yeah. will not, this I will not like, end well. Oh, this won't be good. No, this no, won't be good. No. It'll never end well. So, uh, we go to Stratton who's in her room and she takes off a necklace. It's got her wedding ring on it. Yeah. Aww. And she notices her photos are missing. Cause and she ain't dumb. And you know she knows who took them. Of course she does. And Doyle who comes, has the stickiest fingers? I know, and knows how to un, how to pick the lock on her mm-hmm. satchel. So, hmm, me thinks. Yeah. So Doyle comes over and asks if she's all right, and uh, she points out that Houdini's been acting weird, and Doyle's like, "Oh, I, I don't, I, just, I don't totally don't know what's going on at all." Um, and she says that uh, she hopes that you know, ask me if there's something you want to know, and he says that he would before leaving. And he goes outside to smoke. And he looks at the sky. And he hears movement in the bushes. And you're like, oh, yeah. He's about to get aliened. And he gets aliened. Yeah. So it's the next morning. And Houdini wakes up alone. <gasps> and he re- like That's never happened before. He dramatically, He's pad- yeah. he dramatically reached over and was like, oh, there's nobody next to me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Herps. So he found Stratton at breakfast. He's like, do you know where Doyle is? He's your bedmate, not mine. <laughs> It was great. Uh, and he apologizes to her for the fight the night before. And she's like, I understand. And uh, he ex- describes, you know, when he was a kid, uh, tells a story. He was put in cuffs and the police arrested him for trying to steal something with his. They wouldn't. S- they refused to serve his kind. Right. Him and his dad. And so he was going to just steal it. Yeah. And um, and his father talked the police officer into letting him go. And he did. And then later that night, he threw a brick through the window and stole all kinds of stuff. So. I was like, right on, baby Houdini. Um, Social justice. And his mother told him never to let anyone put him in chains. And he's and since then, he never has. Unless it was on his Unless terms. Unless it was on, you know, because he does that a lot. Yeah. So uh, he decides he's going to go look for Arthur's and they can go look for Rosie. Apparently, there's a lot of looking for people. Yes. People want to find people. So uh, Houdini goes outside, and he notices one of Arthur's or Doyle's matches on the ground. Yeah. And, but then there's a box, and then there's the pipe. <gasps> and he's like, something's and wrong. And he runs down the path, and he finds Doyle in his onesie. <laughs> hey, that's what they wore. 
That was, that's their underclothes. I'm, how freaking hot does that have to be? That's I know. Just, I can't even imagine that. So uh, much sweat. Doyle says that he saw one of the aliens, and they get him back into the inn. And Doyle uh, figures that he was drugged, and they left him where he was. But they moved Daniel. So there's something about the place where they, quote, aliens found him. There's got to be something else. Right. Like, they've got to go find this spot. Right. So they go back to the crater. And uh, there are bats. <gasps> I never thought they were birds. No. The way they were either. flying, those are bats. Yeah. And uh, so they go looking for the bat. So where there's bats, there's a cave. So they find the cave. And my first thought is, you better save. Save game before Contr- walking yeah, into a save cave. save that man. Save, save, save. And look for a cache of, like, health potions and... Well, you got to use your Witcher vision, too. Oh, that's true. You there know, you go. Or whatever it's called in the particular... <laughs> Because in Assassin's Creed, it's called Eagle Vision. In yeah. Batman Arkham Knight, it's called Detective Vision. Yeah. So, whatever. So, they go in and Houdini has this flashlight. It's this newfangled thing. He got it in the States. Oh, my God. I just wanted... I was waiting for Doyle to come back with something. Yeah. But he didn't. And uh, But while they're inside, Doyle admits that he let his prejudices blind him. And that his father rambled drunkenly. And they, they kiss and make up, basically. Yeah. Um, and that they imagine, you know, Daniel's the same way. And they find some bones on the cave floor. Duh, duh, duh. Um, realize that he enjoyed being the skeptical. And Houdini admits that he enjoyed being the believer. Oh, my God. And then they come across the group of aliens and they jump them. Yeah. Really I fast like, and quick. I was like, these losers. Did They're they say? dorks. I, they should have. That's really what I want to know is did they in fact say? Okay, it was the flashlight was actually a thing back then. I was trying to see if that was too early for a flashlight, but no. 1899. Barely, cuz we're in like what 1901? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so back at the, we go back to the village, not our trio, just us. Yeah. Without the trio. And uh poor constable Booth is trying to... He needs a vacation. He really does. Somebody, he deserves to have a vacation. <sighs> he really does. So Jim has got a, a mob, and uh, Stratton's lo- looking for volunteers, not an angry mob. So apparently Stratton did not go with Houdini and Doyle I thought that was kind of weird. Did they, did they tell her where they were going? I don't know, because I thought that was weird, because she was with them when they had just found Doyle, and I think they were giving him... Was like she? A, I think she, she was. I oh yeah, she, because she had. He, they they did go back inside. Yeah. Yeah, because they gave him like a glass of a glass of something alcoholic to like fortify him or whatever. And then she wasn't with them, so to I kind of thought that him was up. yeah, because I I kind of thought that was weird. Yeah. So um yeah, that was weird. Like if she had said, oh well, I'm gonna stay behind and look through records or whatever, like that would have ex- at least explained it. They didn't. But they didn't. I mean, and they she, there was supposed to be the whole search party thing going on, but it's like they edited out yeah. part of the scene. It just and didn't it just flow didn't right. Yeah. Anyway, but she's letting Daniel out, and the mob's having a fit. And she's like, but Daniel's telling the truth and reminds uh, Jim that his pregnant niece is missing. Yeah. Like, you can either come with us or you can stay here. Yeah, so quit being a douche. We're all going to play nice. Whatever. So Put uh, your pitchfork away. I know. And your torches. Yeah. It's daytime. You don't need torches. <laughs> so Houdini and Joel wake up. And they discover that they're tied up. I'm like, well, this is where, this is Houdini's right at home. Yeah. He tries to slip free, but uh, it's Doyle that gets him loose with uh, glass from a broken oil lamp. Oh, my gosh. Um, They wonder why the aliens would use oil lamp and ropes and stuff. So they go, they're trying to get out of there. They come across some missing, uh, they found, they find like Arthur's pants. Yeah. Or something. And uh, some, some plants that's, uh. 
that explains, explains the yeah and they have uh, some supplies with cyrillic script on them with the date of 1849 and that's the year that the mines closed yep and the villagers drove out the the slavic migrants and realized that the the aliens are migrants who have been living in the mines for half a century I want to hug them all. Uh, so two families entered the caves to live, and they never left. And uh, when they went to investigate the meteorite, when it crashed, is when they got Rosie. Right. Now, they've been there for 50 years. Yeah. Do you really think they would have mutated See that, that's that the, much? That's the thing I really question. It's only 50 years. And it's not like they don't go out at all. Right. Like, so, and, and even where they are, conceivably, they could go out and get sunlight like, even during the day, it's not like it's a, you know, a bustling thoroughfare or anything. 50 years is barely one generation. Yeah. That's enough to have have children, raise your children, and die. That's yeah, f- less than 50 years. So, that I just question how, how alien they looked. Yeah, they were... S- not that humans couldn't get there, but they were really... Oh, f- sure they could. Well, they were really far down on the golem scale. Oh, From they had Smeagol sunk, to Gollum? They had sunken eyes and yeah. barely any hair at all. And yeah. Their, clo- their clothes were literally... And they were. They were gray. And that... I, I, yeah. I don't see that. They, only 50 years. 50 yeah. years is not that long in the yeah. grand scheme of the world. And far as genetics are concerned... Yeah. No. And the fact that there was no uh, range yeah. of alienness markers... Yeah. You know, they weren't, some weren't more human than others. They were all yeah. the same level of deformity. Yeah. It was like, what? Yeah. So anyway, um, so the, the, the migrant people are there and they're staring at them. And one of them apologizes for tying him up and explains to them that they were planning to get away, but they needed, they needed time. Aww. And this is when Stratton uh, heads to the crater with the search party. And then we go back to uh, the migrants, uh, and explains that uh, Rosie fell, and they were just trying to help her. Was that why they were all scary to death? They took they took Daniel's clothes, so they needed clothes. They needed clothes. What yeah. they do? It would have been nice to have seen one of those the people wearing his clothes. Yeah, like they weren't actually using the clothes that they had just stolen. So they were just trying to to help Rosie. They just steal some food and some clothing. They didn't want to hurt anybody, and they were just waiting till she was better so that they could move. Yeah, they didn't want to you know rush her off. And, uh, and Houdini and Doyle, they have this long, not long, but they have this conversation about how you should come back. And they're like, no, we can't go up there. We'll die. They're like, you can't stay down here. Or you'll die. Yeah. Because uh, what kind of mine was it? Lead. Yeah. And that's lead not mine, good. And they were talking about the lead poisoning, which I think that kind of explains the lead medallion. Yeah. Well, the, the medallion was made of lead, but not what was on it. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, so they offer to help him. And they're like, okay, fine. fine. I was like, Houdini has lots of money. I know. Well, Doyle's not poor. That's true. That's a good point. So they agree. And they, they urge him out into the sunlight. And um, so the uh, the mob is ready to attack. And Jim and everybody, they're like, ah. And then Houdini and Doyle are like, no, over my dead body. Yeah. Sort of. Not really. But then Rosie comes out with the baby. And, well, that makes everything just fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And Daniel thanks them. And basically she tells Jim not to be a douche. Don't be a douche. These people, they're people just like us. Yeah. So, um, so we go back to Nethermore and uh, Doyle makes some arrangements with the home office. 
that's home a thing. office of really that's what they call it that's so generic it's it's a government um institution so mycroft yeah sweet yeah he, he talked to mycroft he called mycroft's house he did okay because mycroft lived back in 1901 of course or maybe it's mycroft's dad or grandfather you know whatever so they're, they're making arrangements for the, these migrants to get them taken care of. Yes. They're calling the Red Cross, okay? Oh, wait, that's American. <laughs> so uh, the constable booth delivers a telegram and some canettle that Martha made. It was so great. I'm like, take her home with you. I know. Take her to she see She deserves mom. to be happy. I know, right? That would be, I would watch that show. Oh, I would too. I would so watch that show. So on the train back. And Stratton tells Houdini that I know you took my stuff. And he's like, I do. And she opens up her satchel and And it's bag. there. Because you know she knows. Yeah. She ain't dumb. Yeah. And uh, so he asks her why you changed your name and makes the presumption, you know, Benjamin was having an affair with Nigel. And, uh, but she explains that uh, George was her cousin. Yep. Was her husband's cousin. And, uh, and shows uh, Houdini the telegram. With a coroner's report saying that uh, her husband's death was ruled a suicide. She's like, no, it was a murder. That was not a thing. It was a murder. Yeah. And Doyle's reading the paper trying to mind his own business. He's trying so hard. Desperately. Like, like he gets bonus points for trying. He really does. He gets the gold star. Yeah. He tried. He gets the you tried star. Um, But there's an article, the Nigel is now dead. You would think Doyle would have told her a little more sensitively than just handing her the newspaper <laughs> and just being like that seemed a little insensitive to me so yeah. i don't know but um they're like okay stratton you need to what tell the fuck's us going on what's going on and she's like i don't know but i believe my life is in danger <gasps> da, 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 da. yeah so we get a intrigue i know right it'll be great it'll be fine yeah so that's the end of the episode and uh, it's probably one of my more, f- I don't know, I wouldn't call it my favorite episode, but it was. It was I thought it was really good, quite though. Quite interesting, yeah. I enjoyed it. I did, too. It was different. It was. I liked seeing them in a different location. I loved the nod to the Paget illustration in the train car. That was just the nerdiest Sherlock Holmes <laughs> thing ever, and well, it was great. The, in almost every episode, and I think possibly every episode we've watched so far, there is a sherlock nod mm-hmm. and there's a houdini nod yeah in every episode yeah i like uh, it which i think is adorable that they write those in yeah to remind us that these aren't just fictional characters not just because yeah this, this houdini and doyle are totally fictional totally because fictional. we're completely ignoring history yes and timelines yeah and all kinds of stuff um but the fact that they keep reminding us that mm-hmm. this is houdini and doyle who were real life friends ish mm-hmm. eventually not now, but eventually Acquaintances. in history. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's that's a lot of fun. I enjoy seeing that. So I do. That's we, the end of the episode. Can we, can we talk about the previews for next week? We can. Bad luck. But, but I'm sorry. Do okay. I was gonna remind our listeners that they could um, email us. Where where can they email us at, at? randomtpodcast at gmail they can also get us on the Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or on the Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Facebook at random... Or at, at, um. Um, yeah. <laughs> would that be facebook.com slash randomtpodcast? That would That's be the one. the one. I was just making making sure you, you knew Yo, it. No, you were testing me. I was. I, I was. see. I <laughs> see. I see. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, and also they can visit com and look at all our butt ton of other podcasts. They absolutely can because we do other podcasts. Uh, we're about to start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. Yep. Um, we've got Agent Carter's out there. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 is out there. There's our MCU Universe. Yep. Movies are out there. Random movies. Yeah. Um, Three seasons of Sleepy Hollow. Gotham. Yeah. Is out there. Do we have all seasons of Gotham are out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Gotham's caught up kick ass uh so yeah check all that out and if you visit our website uh you'll see there's a a link to our amazon affiliate account you can help support us that way you can donate directly there's a donate link yep um and some news for our longtime listeners our old sponsor who is there still our sponsor yeah uh unofficial natural fandom fragrances are working on their comeback from maternity leave yay look for uh some announcements from them soon so I mean, like, like it's been a minute. The baby can be put to work. The baby is three weeks old. Okay, the baby can be put to work. Okay. I mean, like... <laughs> can smell things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, quality assurance. Quality assurance. Totally. Exactly. Absolutely. So, <laughs> there's all that. Um, but, yeah, Bedlam. You, which you are dying. I am so for. excited about this. So, it looks like uh, Doyle disappears and we have yeah. to go look for him. Yeah. Gotta go look for the bay. Yeah. Where's the bay? <gasps> Because it wasn't enough that Houdini lost him this episode. No, no. We're no. lose him again. No. Uh, but it looks like the kids get involved, too. So. Yeah, I'm excited. It's the original. It's it's Arkham. It is. I just find Bedlam, like, fascinating. You find insane asylums fascinating. I I've do. realized. I yeah. do. You're a little like, weird. I know. It's okay. And, um... Because the one, the one you get to play in Assassin's Creed is Lambeth. It's not Bedlam, but it still had that same kind of feel. It's creepy. That Victorian kind of creepiness. Yeah. And I know we're a little past. I'm not sure what. I think we Ish. might actually be in Edwardian times in this series. But yeah, like that that era. The, I mean, it's creepy, man. Yeah, definitely the tail end. of. We're kind of in a blend yeah. between the two eras. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, It'll be fun. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. And, you know, I will say, like, I don't feel, like, in danger with Pidini and Doyle, like, because they're not going to die this way. No, no. Well, so. it'll be episode seven, so there'll be, we have four more episodes. Yeah. So they have to live at least four more episodes. At least. At least. Yeah. So, I want to hear more about Tui. I know. So. I I hope we don't see her pass away yeah that would kind of suck i don't want to see that but if we ever do continue into another season it would definitely it's have, going to happen. To have to happen eventually yeah so but doyle can't get remarried and listens to houdini yeah there you go during the course of the series anyway exactly because then you've got the sherlock john and mary situation all over again oh my gosh and i don't want to go there so. yeah i got yeah. enough of that i know right so yeah all right. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I have. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.